Hello and welcome to our podcast at Get Legally Speaking. Our legal conversation today will be about grandparents' rights. I am here today, actually virtually, because we are recording during the COVID lockdown, with barrister and judge Rachel Goodall from Three Paper Buildings Chambers in London. Rachel is one of the few barristers who is consistently recommended in both the leading legal directories, Chambers and Partners and the Legal 500. She also sits as a deputy district judge in the civil courts and she is authorised to hear private children's cases. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. Good morning, Hattie. Good morning. Yes, and it is a nice morning because it's really, really sunny outside. So that's always a nice cheery way to start the day, I find. Okay, so let's get on to this topic that we touched on actually in our trailer. When we recorded our trailer, which feels like a long, long time ago now, we touched on grandparents' rights. So let's start this podcast, Rachel, by just explaining to our listeners, what, what do we mean by grandparents' rights? What are we talking about here? Well, this actually is, um, in my view, a really positive podcast. So forgive me when I say that there is no such thing as grandparents' rights. There may be some listeners who are aware that two years ago, there was a a potential change in the law debated in Parliament to give grandparents rights to see their grandchildren. Although it had cross-party support, unfortunately, the law was not changed. And I can go on to explain why in a bit more detail, but um, grandparents can get rights. They can apply to the court to ask to see their grandchildren, but there's nothing automatic, unfortunately. Well, I'm glad you've just said that last part, that grandparents can get rights if the court orders, because otherwise that would have been question one podcast, end of podcast, and, and some really sad new ding done. But um, so let's talk about that then. Let's talk about what rights do I have to see my grandchildren if my son or daughter or their partner are not allowing me to see, see them? So again, we're saying you don't have automatic rights, but you can make applications to court to be considered by the court and in the hope that a judge will give you a judgment. So what, what can a grandparent do if it's the case that either parent or both the parents of their grandchildren are not allowing them to see them? Well, I think it's really important as a grandparent to take some time and maybe discuss with a trusted friend, someone who's going to give you very honest advice about why you're not seeing your grandchildren. That's the first thing you need to ask yourself, because it could be that you've had an argument with your child, the parent of your grandchildren, or you've fallen out um, uh, about something maybe a bit bigger. So is it something that's been happening for a long time? Is it because there's a family breakdown? Or is it because, as I say, there's, you've, there's a tiff, there's something that's happened and hopefully it will blow over? The reason I say that is because it's not necessarily in a grandparent's interest to launch into legal proceedings and um, aggressive legal letters straight away. Um, there, there are rights that grandparents can get if they apply to court. But the first thing is, why am I not seeing them? And then open up the communication. So depending on how you normally communicate with the parents or the carers of your grandchildren, maybe send them a text, send an email, um, maybe pick the phone up and ask, 
perhaps maybe getting a third party that's a mutual family member or a friend that that you know has good relationships with both sides that could help intervene and soften whatever's happened um, but sometimes it just, it's just gone too far sometimes that does happen Rachel I mean that that is the reality unfortunately for some people in fact I will mention that I read a book and the name escapes me but I read a book that grandparents wrote about uh, and they wrote this book because the, their own children will not allow them to see their grandchildren who they had a very good relationship with for um, the first um, number of years and then the children were still young and then the family had fallen out and they were not allowed to see their grandchildren and they wrote the book so that their grandchildren hopefully one day would pick it up and read it and read their side of the story and it was such a moving book I cannot tell you it was it was just I don't I can't even remember how I came across it but it it's a true story it's written by the grand the grandparents the husband and wife um, and it's so it was so moving to read and so sad at the same time because obviously you know it's just gone too far the breakdown in the relationship between the parents or parent of the grandchildren and and the grandparents have just gone too far um to to be able to try and be amicable so it's it's interesting to hear that a grandparent can go to court to get some rights um in order to see their grandchildren so what would be what rights do grandparents have to make take matters to court if you can't find an amicable solution? So what would be a typical application to say, I'm not give, being given to my access to my grandchildren, I would like access to see them. What would be a typical application that could be make, made, Rachel? Well, Hattie, step one is to attend a mediation meeting. It's called a MIAM, M-I-A-M. And yes. that stands for a mediation, information and assessment meeting. That's yes. something that, that a grandparent would have to go to before they can make an application to the court. Right. So if they've gone to that mediation meeting and for whatever reason mediation isn't suitable, then they can make an application and there's a form that can be downloaded very, very easily from the court website. It's called a C100. Yes. And on that form, a grandparent will need to tick the box to say, I need permission to make the application. So right. as I say, step one is the mediation. Step two is making the application. And unlike a parent or someone with parental responsibility, grandparents, or it could be an aunt or uncle, it's not necessarily just about grandparents, it could be wider family members, would need to ask the court for permission. So it's an extra hurdle that's really in place to protect the child from, say, an application that really is um, it it's genuine. A filter. Yeah, exactly. So that it, just, it just because of the, you know, there's adults that are just arguing, and somebody just rushes off to court because you've got children are minors, right? Um, and you know, the court's responsibility is to protect them at all costs, so to to prevent, you, I suppose, family members, because like you say in this instance we're talking about grandparents but it could be an aunt it could be an uncle um that wants to get permission to be able to see the children or, or to get a court order so yes so that's mediation meeting first look it could be that at a mediation we do have a podcast on mediation if our listeners want to listen to that um, family mediation actually um if it, it could work there that it could stop there you may not need to then make an application to the court to get permission to then make an application to try and get a court order to see the grandchildren 
Absolutely, Hattie. So it's really, really important. And it's, it's much better because then the grandparents and the parents or carers of the children can own what they agree rather than a judge who will ever probably meet the child and yeah. won't really necessarily understand all the family dynamics. Yes. It's much better that, that those individuals can get together with a trained mediator. If, that's, if mediation doesn't work, it could be, Hattie, you mentioned earlier, a, a, a friend or a third party, someone who can maybe understand both sides could help as well. So not, not one thing will fit every single case, but yes. if mediation doesn't work, and in a lot of the cases I deal with, it's, it's been tried and it's failed for various reasons, permission that the court needs to give a grandparent to make the application is usually granted. If grandparents have had a regular relationship with their grandchildren, yes. if they've looked after them, and we know how to see in this day and age, many grandparents will pick children up from school, look after them in the holidays. Yes, yes, work. I certainly had many the benefit of that, I have to say. So heavily involved. Yeah. And it would be in those circumstances, unless the, the application is made for um, the wrong reasons, um, and we won't have time to go into what would necessarily yes, be a Yes, because it's very specific. Those sorts of things are very unless, specific. Unless there's going to be that's really promising to hear, Rachel. That's really promising to hear that if, you know, you can show, you can, you can explain, you can prove that you've had a very regular relationship with your grandchildren, there's been a communication, of, a breakdown of communication, a breakdown of relationship between the adults, parents and the grandparents, um, and, and the children are really you know, being used as a pawn by the parents, perhaps. I mean, the parents, you've got to see things from both sides. The parents could be thinking, well, you're going to poison the mind of my child against me. You're going to tell them that I've been a really bad parent. So it's not, I mean, these are really delicate, delicate issues because they involve, you know, vulnerable people as being young children. And, you know, I guess if a court does say, yes, I can see as a grandparent you've had um, really, really good contact. I guess if the, if, the, if the parent then says, well, actually, I still don't want the grandparent to have access, even though they've had a good relationship with the grandchildren, because they have tried to poison the children or raise the children in a way which I don't think is the way I want my child to be raised. And I guess a court would have to hear those arguments, Rachel. Yes, and perhaps the most important factor that a judge would look at is if there's going to be a lot of hostility between the parties and the child's going to get stuck in the middle, let's say um, it's, a, uh, it's a divorce and the, the grandparent concerned is talking to the children about, oh, well, you know, don't listen to your mother about that because I don't yeah. agree. And those sort of comments and involving the child in adult issues, that, that would cause the judge some concern. But I imagine, Hattie, that, that they, those are going to be, hopefully, rarer cases. And in most yeah. situations, there just needs to be everyone taking a deep breath, stepping back, putting the child first, putting the adult issues to the side, just being wanting to be a grandparent. Yeah, yeah, no, Just indeed. wanting to pick them up indeed. from school on a Friday, maybe, that they've always done. And a judge needs to give them some help to see you know, how that can be managed and get it back on track again. No, indeed. And I think one of the points that everybody needs to consider before, you know, going to court or to manage their expectations when they, if they do go to court, is the court will always do us in the best interest of the children. Always. If the court believes it's not in the best interest of the child to see a, a grandparent after assessing all the evidence and all the information available, 
they will do what's best for the child. They will not do what's best for the grandparent or best for the, the mother of the child or the father of the child. It will be what's in the best interest of the child. And now this is another okay. question which is quite a, quite a big question. And, and you know, we are talking in very generic terms. Every case, every situation, every family unit has specifics, of course, attached to it. And the question is, can I legally have a say in my grandchildren's upbringing? That's a big one, really. Whoa. Yes, it is. I, I would say the short answer to that is no, not unless you have parental responsibility. And as a grandparent, you need to be very careful about that because it's one thing not seeing your grandchildren and maybe you've been used to seeing them every few weeks to saying, well, I want to say in particular How, aspects. What they go to or what clubs what they join. Or religion or um, uh, exactly there, there, there are lots of things that um, that in grandchildren's particular circumstances parents will not agree with grandparents about yeah. so um, the, what you as a grandparent need to be very um, very mindful of and I'm sure this happens in every single family whereas a grandparent you'll think well I would never have done that and I don't agree with oh, what my, they're doing. Oh, my parents have told me that about my grandchildren I can tell you what you, you let them do that that's not right. Exactly but you need to be careful because if you're not their parent and there may yes. be reasons that you don't agree with as to why your children are doing things in a certain way particularly if if it's your son or daughter-in-law so it's not your own child and you don't have that sort of relationship with the parent to say, I don't agree with what you're doing. That maybe if it was your own child, yes. you, could, you could say that. Yes. Um, but just be careful because if you are too controlling about it and if you, um, if you don't respect the way that your grandchild is being parented, then it could have knock-on effects with them saying, well, you're not seeing the grandchildren. If you're going to be like that and you don't yes. respect me as a parent, yes. I, hear, I don't you want know, to have we do hear of that more often than not. I mean... The sad thing is, is that I think one of the considerations that should be made is perhaps try to think about, well, who did you have telling you how to raise your children? It could be that you had lots of people telling you how to raise your children, including your own parents. But I mean, it, is, it, it can be difficult, I suppose, to let go and to see uh, uh, young children that you love, that are your grandchildren, being raised in a certain way. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a grandparent because I'm not a grandparent yet. And I, I may never be, or I, I may be grandparent to lots of children, but I know it can be different. Uh, it can be difficult, sorry, but it is, it is sad to see, you know, um, that you get grandparents with broken hearts because they're watching a situation they're not happy with. And then the parents get frustrated because they think they're my children. That's how it's going to work like it or lump it i mean if and th and this is a more serious question rachel i mean and the question is if i believe that there is serious neglect in the way that my grandchildren are being treated can i apply and we'll call it full-time custody uh, of my grandchildren because the term custody is what for some reason um some of the general public like to use they, they're familiar with custody the term custody so basically can i apply to have parental responsibility and raise my grandchildren if I believe there are serious issues. And I have to say, I, I was reading about the case on exactly this point quite a few years ago. Um, and, and the grandparents did get parental responsibility. They did, uh, were able to take the grandchildren because both their son and their daughter-in-law 
Um, actually, it was this, it, they were girlfriend and boyfriend, um, the, the parents. They were not married, but that makes no difference. Um, were, were neglecting the children. Um, and it was, it, was, it was heartwarming to read, although very sad to read as well, that those children were brought into a safe, safer and a, and a better environment for them. And it, and it did take about two, two and a half years to achieve, which is short sometimes in legal terms, but then, you know, it's long if children are being mistreated. And long in a, long in a child's life as well. It is. very unusual to get an order beyond a child's 16th birthday. Um, but yeah. yes, the short answer is yes, you can apply for um, full-time custody. You can get a child arrangements order, which is that the child lives with you or you can have a special guardianship order. Um, and it, the question was about serious neglect. So this is more than you not agreeing because, you know, the, the children are going to bed too late or no, you're, you're making them eat vegan food and you don't agree with that. Serious it's, it's, events. It's, it's that they are suffering either emotional or physical harm. And if that is happening, then I would have thought that the local authority are involved, that there is a social worker who is who is there. Yes. And um, if that's not the case and you have con serious concerns about the child or children, then the local authority really should be involved. Yes. And yes. on that basis, they need to know about you as a grandparent, because if a child can't be placed with parents and the case you mentioned, then um, the social worker will look to place the child even if it's just for a short-term period while the parents sort out their issues whatever it might be um but the, the the social worker should look to what other family members there are it's much better that children are placed with a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or perhaps an older sibling than yes. with someone who is outside the family so the short answer is yes yes well i think i think that's very important and i think that that once it, the, the courts i mean look all court hearings are very serious it's a very serious place uh, to be but I think with children's cases it, get, it gets quite um, intense quite quickly because if the court if you go to court and say I believe there's serious issues and the court will immediately order more than likely social services and CAFCAS to go into the family home to start uh, interviewing the parents perhaps to take the children may decide to take the children away very quickly as you said for a temporary time until they can assess what's going on um, and, and that could be you know very distressing for the children so it, it's it's a very serious thing but you know again the court will always do what's best for the children but I think it's a it's good to be aware and it's it's good to know that the parent grandparents can take um on their grandchildren if there is proven serious neglect or harm that's coming to the children and and, and until such time that the parents perhaps can sort themselves out um and and hopefully take their children back and raise them as a as a family Okay, so next question, Rachel. I'm worried about my son or daughter getting divorced and what will happen to the children. What can I do to make sure that my grandchildren are not deliberately kept away from me? And I, I mean, this is the last question that we've got time for today. But I think in answering this question, if we could see, if we could try and discuss, could a grandparent come into the divorce proceedings in some shape or form to avoid their, you know, the, the, the parent, the main carer of the children, which in most cases is the mother. The mother usually has the main caring responsibility and father has normally access on a, on a regularised basis to say, look, include us. We want to make sure that once 
mother and father if, if the son for example is your son is, is your child and um doesn't take the children away and say right well i'm not letting your parents see them again that's the end of that because that's what happens you know when we're getting divorced it's going all going to be my family and me now as a preemptive measure i i'm not sure that a court application is really the right thing to do so if you're saying well as a grandparent you're worried about what might happen in the future um it's really court is there as a last resort so i i would suggest if you're worried about situation if if it's your son who if the feeling is that the the child or the children are going to be with a mother and you're worried because she's your daughter-in-law that she won't let you see the children then keep the communication flowing with her yes. try as hard as you can or in the in a divorce it's very difficult because clearly you want to support your own child and um they might feel that it's very difficult if you're not fully supporting them but you've got to as a grandparent try as much as you can to support both parents so it may be that you have to have a very honest conversation in the situation you mentioned with your son to say look we want to try and stay as neutral as we can we will always support you but you need to understand that there are two sides and there are children here and we want to be the safe place that the children can come to that although the situation is very difficult at home and you're thinking about divorcing and and the children are really suffering because there's arguments going on that we want to keep it so that we're on good terms with both of you and the children come to us. So that is by far and large the best thing you can do. Keep a regular arrangement going so that the, the parent who's not your child can think, wow, you know, and it may be that you can really help mediate between the parents as well. So they may be deciding to yes. separate, yeah. Yeah. But, but you can be the, you can be the gulf between them to just say, look, we will always be supporting both of you because you will always be the parents of our grandchildren. Yeah. And what can we do yeah. to make it better? That is very difficult and you'll probably need professional support. Mediation, I would have thought in that sort of situation would be the best thing. A court yes. application yes. probably is a sledgehammer to crack a nut because the judge is going to say, well, hang on a minute. The parents haven't divorced yet. Exactly. Show me the difficulty that you're having. And uh, yeah. what, what have you yeah. done to try and see the children? What have you done to try and you know reach out to the to the, yes. to, the to the parent you know um, or to both parents? Yes, I think I think you know that 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 that's really good advice. Very sound advice. And one of the one of the lines you know sentences that you said is key. Courts should be a last resort it shouldn't be oh i'm going to court to get this and i'm going to court to get that and something you said earlier i think is very key as well a judge will not know everything and have lived obviously in your family uh setting and to have somebody a, a judge make the decisions for your family has to be the last resort um and i think mediation is a really really sensible option to try and resolve lots of things i mean we you know, you know mediation is used in litigation which has got nothing to do with grandparents and grandchildren and is in family matters in any sort of conflict that is heading towards a courtroom if it's not resolved mediation i think is can be incredibly useful um and, and helpful so yes i think that's that's really sound advice um Again, we've come to the end of another great podcast, Rachel. I'm so grateful for your time. Um, you know, I think this is, this is a very helpful and useful podcast for those grandparents and parents. You know, if you're a parent and you're not allowing a grandparent to see, to see uh, one of your children or your children because there's been a fallout, that, that's understandable. Perhaps rethink the position because it's not a good idea to have 
social services, CAFCAS, the courts, it really is draining. It, if, you know, if you're privately paying, it can become very expensive. It can be incredibly distressing for the children because no matter how much they're being shielded from perhaps physically going into the court, they will no doubt hear these conversations flying around in the living room, in the kitchen, on the phone as, you know, parents are telling their friends and the grandparents. Children telling, pick up. Children oh, pick up they, more, than they, we, more than we realise. They're the best hoovers. They're the best hoovers around, I have to say. They pick up like hoovers. I, I often call my eldest uh, son, you know, like a Dyson Hoover. He just sucks it all up. It's, it's brilliant. But, <laughs> That's so, a fantastic expression. <laughs> That's one energy. Anyway, but no, Rachel, thank you so much once again. So I'll say to our listeners, don't forget to click and subscribe to our podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Get Legally Speaking. Also visit our website at getlegallyspeaking.com. Thank you very much for listening.